2: That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus,
0: terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: So, um, we've got a new exciting free beer offer on Footballistically Arsenal. As a loyal listener of the show, We can reward you with free beer thanks to our friends at beer52.com. You have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash arsenal and cover just £4.95 for the postage. What's more, Footballistically Arsenal listeners get two extra free beers, so that's a total of 10 free beers. And just if you're wondering who Beer 52 are, they are pioneers, they go across the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries on the planet. And um, they have themes, they deliver cases with different themes including Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland and many more... Um, And the beauty of Beer52 is they don't hold you to ransom. There's no lock-in. You can leave any time. But your first box will be sent to you the next day. So just go to beer52.com forward slash arsenal to get your first case of eight beers for free. And don't forget, um, Footballist Elite Arsenal customers get an extra two beers free. That's beer52.com forward slash arsenal. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal, the last podcast, not only of the year, but of the decade.
1: Josh. And the first when Mikel Arteta has been our manager. It's and A the mixture first, of endings and beginnings.
3: And the first of the Arteta era. Yeah. Historic night all round, and it's Christmas Eve Eve, Year of Our Lord 2020. We're joined by two tremendous guests. We have Jim Eastlower. Hello. Hi. Never likes to give away his surname, because it's, well, you know... I, if you want, <laughs> i like to. I'd like to I'd I must you, say, it's not, it's not Jeff. No, it's not like Jeff. Jeff, you're not allowed. Jeff surname. Arsenal genuinely doesn't have his surname.
0: Maybe his surname um, is Arsenal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Maybe yours is East Lower. Oh, no, I should get changed, though. James. Ha- ha- Jim Harriot, right? Harriot, yeah, yeah. Harriot,
3: yeah. There
1: you go. There you go. There you go.
0: Really
1: and, that, no relation of Ainsley. Spelled no, differently no. for a start, right? Or
0: James Harriet, which uh, men, men, people of a certain age. Or Creatures get. Grains, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. being be. remade by Channel 5 soon. Um,
3: and we're joined by the great Adam Bernstein. Welcome, Adam. The lifelong chair of the
1: um, Unai Emery Fan Club. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Boyd, I just want to yes. say before we start, I don't know how you have time to be here because I've just spotted you've got 13,000 unread emails in your phone. Yes. Yeah, how on earth? Do you, I mean, no. I, no, without even being OCD, yeah. how do you have the number thirteen thousand creeping up from your mailbox without going? Let me just mad? say
3: that's not strictly accurate. That's my phone version of my emails that I also access at work. And for some reason, I haven't synced it to the extent where so a work that is fine here on my, this phone, it looks like I haven't read them, but I have really.
1: Well, so today you went through thirteen thousand emails at work. No, it's how just, often do you oh, sync it? <laughs> it's
3: not. Oh my
1: it's, it's, it's
3: yeah. There aren't just there aren't thirteen thousand, right. thousand. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, that's From, a hell of a lot of work to get through over Christmas. Yeah,
3: don't worry. Don't you worry about it. Um, we've got, yeah, so it's, it's very exciting. Adam, you, uh, you, I'm going to come to you first. You must be thrilled, vindicated, exonerated, um, etc. Because you have been, I, I think it's no, no exaggeration to say, you've been the most vehement critic of Una Emery since day one. You thought he was a useless, I'm paraphrasing, greasy, something or other. And now he's gone, you must be, how, what, how do you feel?
2: Um, I think it's good for the club. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I think it's a slightly unfair depiction, but whatever, we'll go along with it. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I think the thing with Arteta is that it was always something for risk and it was a risk 18 months ago and yeah, sure, he's probably developed a bit in the intervening period, but it's still a risk now. Um, which is why I would rather have done it before, because I think we've already now been through a period of kind of relative decline, and so if it doesn't work out, you're in an even bigger problem. But I think what I always thought with Arteta in comparison to Emery, well, the issue with Emery was that Emery had a ceiling, which was that at best he might have got you into the top four, he might have squeaked you in there. But like I think you know we had loads of evidence from before to suggest he wasn't a top manager, didn't have a particularly kind of defined style of play, and all of that basically played out over 18 months.
3: Jim, how are you, how are you feeling about Were you pro Arteta? Were you, well, who was your who was your pick of the? Well, I possible...
0: remember at the time, and I oh, yeah. and I think on balance, I thought Emery was a safer bet because uh, mm. of his because he was more experienced, yeah. and Arteta, just as he is now, has has never managed a, a, um, a top flight match. So I think that was a safe bet at the time, and uh, yeah, okay, it didn't work out. Um, I don't think he's a bad manager. I just don't think he was a good fit for yeah. Arsenal, and he didn't. He just never really felt like a good fit to me. Mm. Whereas Arteta feels like a really good fit. Um, of course, we're just right at the very beginning of the era, of the decade, and we just we have no idea how it'll pan out. Whether he'll last 18 months or more or less, I mean, we just don't know. I think, um, but I think it feels more exciting to me. It feels mm. much more exciting.
3: Josh, we, didn't, we, didn't, we were all in favour of Allegri, I seem to remember, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Well,
1: I think the point Adam makes is a great one. Because after you've had this 18 months of disappointment, largely, and the appointment failed of Unai Emery, you'd Mm. have to say, it seems like I thought the club might go what I would call safe. Mm. And that would mean an Allegri or Ancelotti. But they've obviously been relatively bold with it. And probably, is there a feeling if you don't go with Arteta now, is he going to come a third time? Like, even in the (laughs) first press conference, he was asked how close were you last time? And it was like a half smile of a very close and a bit like, I thought I had it, which is how it was reported in but the But he,
3: he also said he wasn't
1: ready as well. He did. He, oh, he said, he said on, in one of the interviews well, on... Um, in it's one easier of the... to say that when you've then been given it, but I'm sure if he was yeah. given the job 18 months ago, he might have told us yeah, you know, sure. he was ready. I suspect in his interview, he didn't go, yeah. listen, guys, I'd love to take it. <laughs> I'm just not the right guy right yeah. now. So that's why I thought they go Allegri, But... It was quite exciting watching that press conference. Did you see the little poll that we put out on Twitter straight after the announcement? This was on the Arsenal uh, podcast, and it was sent to you in the notes. I do send about an hour and a half ago, (laughs) so thanks for looking. I saw all the other things you sent in the notes. How do you feel about Arteta's appointment as our new manager? 52% said very excited, 37% said excited, 9% indifferent, just 2% unhappy. There's was over 1,000 people voting. And after what we've had of, what, civil war, of the Wenger in Wenger out and in the second well in, in this second season of Emery it's felt like Emery in Emery out we very briefly had Arsenal fan TV in and out for, over the weekend which we'll, we might come, we'll come on to oh my God, we'll definitely come but to now that it feels to, like yeah. Arteta uh, in and his positivity yeah. around the yeah. club and that was we'll, we'll that was soon ended. goes by, so, that
3: was soon ended by the chant of um, Arsenal fan TV get out of our club we'll come to that later yeah. um, one thing I wanted I was going to mention is that I've been talking to I happen to have spent time, quite a lot of time with sorts of other clubs over the weekend, various people, various social things, and they're all fascinating. It's a busy social calendar you have. It's a have. busy social calendar I've yeah. got. But what's interesting is almost uniformly, the attitude from, and I'm not saying I, I, I give a shit about this, I'm just relaying it, almost the uniform attitude of, of sorts of other clubs was surprise, particularly that the Everton Arsenal situation, that Everton have got the in quotes one of the greatest coaches of, of certainly available you know right now in the world with an incredible track record of winning trophies and they've got everton's got him who are by any stretch of the imagination not a team of the same stature as us a, a club of the same stature as us i think it's safe to say and we've gone for the totally untried risk big risk now I only relay that because i think generally that is the sense the sense from other fans i think it's weird and i think if you sit back and look at it for a minute you're like oh it is a bit weird actually but having said that i've completely come around to him I-, I-, I genuinely thought that press conference i was you know i was i would have much preferred i think i might have even preferred Ancelotti a little bit just on the feeling that someone coming in who's that experience to kick these useless twats up the arse and sort because you know i think we need sorting out in that way but Having seen the press conference, and I know it's only one press conference, but I think these things do matter. I said to some someone, someone said to me on Twitter, "Oh, you know, oh press conferences don't win you games." Blah, blah, blah. But I think actually, his level of charisma and intelligence and eloquence was so was what I really was wondering: is he going to be that charismatic? Because I think you look at Pep Guardiola and you look at Klopp, you look at the real hugely successful managers, and even Pochettino actually. They're all very charismatic, strong personalities, very eloquent, and they actually talk a really good game. I think that does matter. I think in leaders, leadership figures, it's possibly even the most important thing, because presumably there's loads of coaches in, in the world that are all you know what they're doing, roughly. I mean, it's not, you know, football isn't that complicated that you don't know roughly. Emery probably, you know, kind of must have had some idea of what he's doing, but... I thought he was a charisma vacuum and completely unimpressive as a communicator. Yeah. On so many levels. Whereas Arteta does seem—I don't—I don't remember seeing that much of him interviewed until now, and he just seemed so eloquent and impressive. And his program for what I'm going to do with the team and with the players seemed to make so much sense. It was like it could not have been better.
0: It's so, do not you know? This
3: team I, as well, isn't yeah. It? And I think I may be exaggerating the importance of that, but in a way, I don't think I am. Adam, you, were you press? Did you watch the press conference? Um,
2: I've seen clips. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, But I think it feeds into a wider thing, which is that he needs time... And if you can bring the fans on board and make them excited and make them happy, then, yeah, like, obviously press conferences don't when you it, but it's still buying you a bit more room to, you know, have some months to kind of implement a philosophy, get to the end of the season, have a full pre-season, et cetera. So, yeah, I think on that basis. But also, yeah, I think the way he spoke, it's exciting. It shows someone who has, a, like, a specific style of play which they want to implement, who looks like they can communicate effectively with the players, and also looks like someone, to me, who can actually inspire people, which I think hmm. is kind of ultimately what you need in a leader. Yeah, completely. Yeah.
0: Like I said, there's a certain steeliness about him as well. So yeah. he's a kind of that he seemed. I mean, I'd love to know what was that poll that you put out. Was that before his press conference or after?
1: It would have been after. Yeah,
0: because I, mm, I, I, you know, I was wavering a bit in terms of. You know, he clearly no no big side as big as Arsenal's has taken on a higher thirty seven year old like, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Right, so everyone knows it's a giant gamble. But I, I watched that. And, and i was mighty impressed by yeah like you say by the way he was communicating by his steeliness and and just i suddenly thought you know he's the kind of guy that i can see everybody wanting to follow and w- whether it works out or not i just think now we're going to be glued to it a bit because um we just switched off during the MRE press conference here i think i watched more than one yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas now i'm really really intrigued so uh and, and i think um it's a risk but i reckon you know you can see we'll put it this way you can see what the board saw in him you really can
1: yeah yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there, it, there was something on. quite nice about—not nice, but almost fitting—that there he was, just over a week ago, on the bench at the Emirates, as we were probably the most outplayed we've ever been. Well, we've been in a long no, time. I, mean, I wouldn't say no. That. I really no. at home, at home like that. I felt sorry. I mean, I didn't do the pod last week because I had a lost voice. I didn't get a chance to yeah. relay my thoughts. But it, you felt sorry. I mean, it was it was absolutely out class. So for him to be sitting there. Mm. Have we ever sat, we never sat like a, what we, 10th, 11th, halfway through a Premier League season? He is sitting here watching Arsenal Football Club at our lowest Premier League ebb. And he obviously is strong enough to go, no, I'm good enough to fix this. I'm good enough to get the team back to at least the level it was when I was around at the club as a top four and hopefully beyond that. So I like the fact that that he was there for this lowest moment because, you know, I'm now excited and part of this wave of people desperately hoping he can bring us back to some sort of, you know. Level that that we used we were used to under the great Arsene Wenger. Mm.
3: What did you make of the um, controversial uh, reference to him? From was it Willie or Bamiang or Pierre? Yes, Pierre yeah, and br- brother,
1: um, dissing him. Well, on, go on. I'll jump in before Adam. Yeah, I must say I spoke spoke to three or four ex Arsenal players in the last couple of weeks. You know, work wise, and I would say to a man they want they all felt an experienced coach would be the way to mm. go here. Yeah, um, and they, if they were in that dressing room. As you know, in their late twenties, thirties, they would want an experienced man who to come in and sort this out because it's a big, big thing that needs sorting. So that was quite an insight for me in just thinking what a risk this is that, that Arsenal have taken, and maybe there's a reason you never see. Forget even a top six Premier League side. I mean, you can throw an Eddie Howe out there as a young manager, but to have someone coming in that young to build try and fix a club of this stature is really unusual. So from the ex players I suppose who they were Pretty conclusive yeah. on wanting an experienced man. But that's, but that's different, though, isn't it? The the, the, one, the brother of one of the... Of probably,
3: I mean, in my well, opinion... Well, I, I say
1: that because the point was the same thing. He said Arteta, Lundberg, said no No, I
3: know, I know. I know what, yeah, but what I'm saying is it's... It's, 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 it's bold. It's bold slash... Terrible yeah. for, isn't it for the brother of one of, of our one of our most important players to our slag star off player. what? Our star player. Our star player to yeah. slag off the new manager before he arrives. Well
2: I mean I, I think either way, basically, you look at Obamiyang and you know whoever the manager is who comes in, um, it's gonna take them time. Like, realistically, what you're gonna take two and a half years before you could like, even plausibly <laughs> challenge with League time if you're being reasonable about it. He's what, 29, 30? He, and I think they're just trying to engineer a way for him to get out. And if it's because of Arteta, great, but they'll find another reason otherwise.
0: Mm. That's possibly true, yeah. I also think it's much to do about nothing. I mean, what he said is true. You know, he is an ex- inexperienced <laughs> manager, yeah. just as Freddie Lungberg was, yeah. and, and you can understand it. What he shouldn't have done is shot his mouth off on, on social media. But, you know, like, like, like Josh said, I mean, it's... it's, it's can on, you, on the cover, it's completely yeah. true. He's an inexperienced manager. Yeah.
3: Can you see any way back from... Generally, I feel like Aubameyang's fell, apart from the one game we won, that, the West Ham game, where they were all hugging each other at the end and it all seemed nice for about 10 seconds. Uh, Aubameyang has looked like a slightly forlorn, pissed-off figure, you know, shouting at the kids for not giving him the perfect through-ball, which happened but twice. But who hasn't? Yeah, all right. But what, but, but what I'm saying is a lot of people seem to be assuming he's going to leave. Mm. Can you see any way back, though? Can you see that actually he might not leave? and, and the, I feel... I, 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 feel, feel like- I can see that... Our, in, my feeling is, Arteta, I look at the, our front players... And I feel, I've been saying this for ages generally, like I feel like someone like Arteta, with his City experience of knitting together great attacking players into some kind of functioning unit, almost sometimes no matter what they're supposed to be, what their actual general role is supposed to be, what we know them for, I think he can take Lacazette and Aubameyang and maybe even Urzel and maybe even Pepe and all those players we've got, that I ask, and possibly knit them together into some kind of unit. So i wonder whether that he actually might somehow be able to get Aubameyang to change. He, as well.
0: he might be, but I also think that you know we, our accounts were um, announced recently, and we're you know, in the in the red, yeah. and um, there's not a lot of money going around. He's going to want to spend, and there's both of those players, Lacazette and Aubameyang, have what a year and a half left on their contract. Yeah. it wouldn't massively surprise me so I do think there's a way back for both of them and I'd love mm. them both to stay but it mm. wouldn't massively surprise me if he got rid of one of them in, in, in either January or definitely if, if not January in, in the summer because that's how you raise money and it's it's just sensible business really mm. um, and he hasn't even been playing Lacazette recently so almost no, not the last three or four games which is I think a bit odd, but um, so well, I. Freddie I, didn't, yeah. I mean,
3: Freddie, we talk about
0: Freddie's
1: team selection on Saturday was it was, a, was a, felt like a statement to me, didn't it? Huge
3: statement, yeah.
1: A statement of going.
0: He's
3: backing his guys, is, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: yeah, I want, and it would be fascinating. Were that not his final hurrah as Arsenal manager, whether he'd have gone with that kind of team. And it's very easy to go, yeah, Ozil, you know, wouldn't have been involved even if he was, you know, not injured today because of what he did. Yeah. You just sort of wonder if you'd make the same selections. Were it not his last hurrah, but to give Smith Rowe a first Premier League game of the season, bringing Nelson. You know, we've seen very little of him this season.
3: Brought on was Willock that... before he brought on Lacazette, brought on
1: and obviously Saka, who actually was, really was, excellent. Yeah, he was <laughs> left back. But it was a you know an incredibly. Uh, and we didn't young really have team. any
3: other option apart from playing Saka. Did he left back? To be fair to him. Yeah, <laughs> What did you think, what do you think of, I know you're a big Urzal fan, yeah. as well as, probably like Urzal as much as you dislike um, Emery. Um, what did you make of those comments about Urzal that he didn't need to say, did he? Because he no, no. I was surprised. In the pre-match um, comments, he, he said it very quickly. I was like, well, hold on. did he actually just say, I wasn't going to pick him anyway because of what he did? And, and, and he, he made that clear. Clarified that after, yeah. afterwards. What did you make of that?
2: Um, I think it was a surprise, but I mean, I think in general, if you had a club with a bit more discipline and players made to work harder, like you know, it'd be a good thing on balance overall. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, I think the, is- the issue is is that for me, it was quite similar to the West Ham game, the game against Everton, that when you got into the last half an hour, it was a bit more stretched. But instead of having kind of Ozil and Pepe to pick pick through balls, you had Reese Nelson and Smith Rowe, who you know might have good careers, but I just think are not players of the same caliber. So, yeah. yeah, you do have to reap what you sow in that respect as well.
3: I mean, it was our first clean sheet for, it felt like, decades. Um, and it did feel like like there was a slightly more disciplined defensive approach. And they didn't have... I mean, they were terrible. I it's, it's, sometimes it's just, are they absolutely terrible? Were they terrible in that game? We somehow manage to make sure they didn't have a shot um, on target. And we only had, what, two, maybe three or something? I don't like. know. Not many. But what did you feel like to you? Did it feel like... I mean, I, I felt like... I, I, took, I took some heart from it, the clean sheet. I
0: mean, I thought where we were offensively absolutely dire, <laughs> yeah. I thought we were defensively pretty strong. Yeah. And I think what we had was, it did feel to me like an extra yard of, maybe if not pace, but an extra kind of spring in the step in terms of commitment and, and closing down and blocking and that kind of thing, which we might not have seen in the last two or three or four weeks now. Yeah, and it did feel to me that they were putting their bodies on the lines a bit more in the in the defensive um, part of the game than mm. they would would have done a few weeks ago. So I thought that was really, actually, really encouraging.
1: Arteta has said that since he felt that they did give him something. You know, he'd gone and asked for hard work and commitment. I you mean, know, cliche. What you know, football requests that a manager might might offer um, as expectations for his team. But it's something to build on, isn't it? And that. It was a result that probably suited both teams in the circumstances. Both in you know, a bizarre situation of having incoming managers watching from the stands and you know, probably no one wanting to lose the game. But it was probably the most boring game of the season, would you say? Yeah, I think so. It was extraordinary. Yeah. It was, was really difficult watching. Uneventful, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's the
2: end of the decade. It like might <laughs> as, as it was the worst game in the whole decade. So. Yeah, yeah, it could be, couldn't it? I wonder, yeah.
0: Should have done
3: a homework on worst it, games. It well,
1: was... we'll talk about teams of a decade, maybe, but yeah, sure. difficult to, to pull out a game of a decade being that Sitting bad.
0: Sitting at Chelsea on Wenger's thousandth game,
1: It oh, scarred and me
3: my... to the. Oh no, worst performances well, by us, but it's a dullness,
1: yeah, the most least yeah. eventful De- game.
0: Depends what you like. If you like defense, then it was quite good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought the most genuinely just...
1: clean shit I mean, we've been saying our problem with Arsenal football club season has been defense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that grounds, if we can have that as a platform, when you bear in mind. How you know makeshift in a way the back four is is having to be at the moment with, yeah. without numerous you know potential starters although it's very hard to tell at the moment who is a first choice defender so it is something hugely to to build upon and it's totally intriguing what is going to happen over these sort of Christmas yeah. games.
3: Alteta's first team selection is going to be so interesting, isn't it?
1: I just don't, what do you think about Oz? I mean, you know, I don't want to just talk about one individual, but I
3: yeah
1: I wonder because. We had this period of he's obviously completely mm. leaving him out, bench, mm. then explode. Yeah. He's then come back, not only into the squad, but into the team. And then Freddie's made this comment, which is like, you know, that i probably bit him off again. I just can't help but wonder now, you've gone from a very young manager. The final hurrah from Luma going very young with the team. I wonder if there will be such effort with, with Ozil. He talks about a clean slate with everyone now, but... I, I don't know if Ozil's gonna be a starter here now going forward. I some something tells me not.
3: I mean for me it makes absolute sense for him not to be a starter. Yeah. yeah. I mean it doesn't matter. it doesn't there's I I d I don't think can't think of any Man City player who fits you know, who's anywhere near that kind of has had any kind of anything near, like his attitude or way of playing or, you know, I, I, you know, I know you. I just don't see. I, I don't. It would be weird to me for him to pick him.
1: But they are ex-teammates, of course, which is again yeah. a, a dynamic that. What have we ever, you know, probably had that situation at Arsenal? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think, I don't know if George Graham. No, I mean, I don't think we'd have had that situation. I mean, it's a bizarre scenario to to walk into, and you mm. wonder if maybe the fact that you know he, would have seen some of the best that Arsenal fans have seen of Özil when he was right alongside him. So maybe there's a belief in there that he you know, can bring it out of him as a former teammate. I don't know. Jim, do you think you'll,
3: do you think he'll, what do you think he'll do with Ozil? Uh,
0: well, I mean, the thing is, I'm worried about how little we're creating at the moment. And having said that, we're not creating a lot with Ozil either. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've I've thought for quite some time now that Ozil is, is a player of a different era. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of comes from seven or eight years ago when you did have time on the ball Mm. to do what you wanted. The game is much faster now. And he, and I I do feel he's a bit of an anachronism. and perhaps also on the decline, you know, as most people are after the age of 30 in, in footballing terms, or maybe in all terms. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I want him to get something out of him and, and to, for there to be a path back. But I, I, I just wonder whether it's a little bit mm. uh, asking a bit a bit much. But, you know, that's, that's a, yes, one of his many tasks, isn't it? Do
1: you feel, Boyd or, or Adam or, or Jim, how much of this season is now a free hit for Arteta?
0: You see... I think in theory,
3: you know, people always fans always say, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's a free hit." We'll give them two, people, pundits always say they'd give them three, four, five, you know, transfer windows, give them time. But the reality, not realistic. The, it's but now more than ever. I think five years ago, yeah, you'd have given him. Five, if Wenger had gone when he should have gone, and they brought Tetra or someone the equivalent, and you know, they'd have had to, it'd be, If it had been a kind of civilized, kind of managed handover. I think then you would have, people would have fans so would gone, "All right, yeah, we want, we've got what we wanted, which is Wenger, Wenger's sad end period is gone. Now we've got a new guy that's given time." But I don't think it's like that now. It's too late for that now. I think I think the fans are so impatient on every level about everything. Yeah, that if the results are, I mean, if the results are fine, then yeah, sure. But if the results are carry on being as bad as they have been, i.e., hardly any wins in six, seven, eight games, then I think people will be furious with them, as you know, and particularly because there is a still as per your the survey, but there's still a large percentage of people who find it a bit ridiculous that we've gone for him. What do you think, Adam? Do you think he'll, give, he'll be given time? I mean, fans are fickle, That's my, is my thing. I,
2: I think the fans are quite unreasonable. And so you sure. have a situation where you're, what, seven, eight points off the top four, mm. but also with like, quite difficult fixtures to come, yeah. um, like, very bad performances. So ostensibly you should be like, well, we're quite clearly not going to get in the top four this season. Um, that's an unreasonable demand. I think there's still quite a lot of people who think that, you know, it could pick up, you have a few wins, you get a bit of momentum, Chelsea and Tottenham aren't very good, etc. And so there's like an unreasonable level of expectation that could still happen. So if you view it for, through a frame of, well, look, actually it'd be quite a good outcome if we can, actually ended up in the top six this season, not it for Europa League again, yeah. then, yeah, probably, you know, he'll do quite a good job. But yeah. I think that's, you know, the reasonable bar which should be set. And in fact, the bar which is going to be set is something way higher than that, which, like, also given, you know, how we've discussed the issues of various players, is, like, you know, almost impossible to meet. Yeah.
3: I, think, I, I, think, I think if there's a noticeable improvement, I think... I, I would hope that fans will yeah. be... Well,
0: I think it's a total free here anyway. Do you? Yeah,
3: yeah. Free, but as far as you, because you're a civilised human being, but no, I do, as far yeah. as the fans are concerned, Yeah,
0: both, because, uh, well, I think it, even if it had been someone like Ancelotti, it would have been a free here because he's coming into a team that's not fu- uh, not functioning, right? Mm. And I don't think there's massive, as, as long as you don't get relegated, don't think there's any enormous uh, expectations, but I think it's especially a free here because everyone knows he's inexperienced and he's learning on the job, so to me, I think, you know, it's whatever happens between now and me, as long as, you know, we don't lose Anything. ten in a row. Right. Well, wow. if we don't, if we if we if we're getting so bad that we're down in the relegation zone, okay. Oh no, no, no. But I'm not expecting that to happen, and I do yeah. think ultimately, you know,
3: and we, we are the, it's, it's a, it's we a weird situation, isn't it? We're the same number of points, roughly, from the relegation zone as we are the top four. Nearer the
1: relegation, near the relegation, nine from the relegation, but, e- from the top but equally,
3: one. we're what three points behind Spurs? I not think? a lot, no. You know, there's this weird. The league is very odd. I feel like this season, like Man new Spurs,
1: correct. Us. But we are eleventh.
3: You no, know, no, I know we're eleventh, but it's it's each you know this season is different to to, to other seasons. All these teams, I feel like Man U and Spurs are capable of being shit as much as we are capable of being shit. And actually, in the end, you could see us. I think if we if we're competing for sixth, fifth, sixth, as as you're saying, Adam, which feels entirely like possible, then I think then I think the fans would be okay. Come sixth
1: would require quite a lot of improvement.
3: I don't think it'll be. The, I mean, yeah, it'll be quite some improvement, but not as much as you think, because we're only three points off Spurs, aren't we? So it's, it's,
2: it's one win. You know, think how many points City are. I've Because I think I think he's got to
1: quite a lot, lot of teams the, of,
3: above his us. First
2: three games away at Bournemouth. Oh yeah, and then we've got to play, Chelsea, know, United. Chelsea, United. Sure.
1: So it could very soon be. You know, we Dwight could have exactly. We could have anything from. But it could be worse. Any, any number I, of those games are game. at home. It could be worse. They could be, they yeah, could be yeah, away. Yeah.
3: But anyway, we'll talk more about what we think of the current situation at Arsenal, and we're going to have the Arsenal fan TV conversation after this break.
0: Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina
3: Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2 a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. And we're back from the break. We should also talk about he's brought in his coaching team today. It was confirmed that Freddie would be part of it, which seems, I mean, on a human level, he, he was he was given the worst, the most poisoned of all chalices, wasn't he? And he's, you know, clearly a, a, a great guy. You know, he's done his best. Hasn't been to, to to have got rid of him would have felt cruel, harsh. I know we're supposed to be ruthless and everything, but that would have felt. Well,
1: harsh. I think internally there would have been pressure to try and find a way to involve. They've swapped him over with Steve Bold, haven't they? So the bold has gone back to doing the under twenty threes. Freddie's been promoted. To then, you know, four or five months into that, find himself unemployed would have felt, yeah. you know, in- incredibly harsh. Um, and also, look, it's probably not the worst thing for someone who has been around the players for, you know, a good period of time to try and help the new uh, the new coaching team. But yeah, it was quite an awkward conversation, wasn't it, in the press conference when he was being asked and. He's like, well, we haven't really had a conversation yet, but seemingly they've sorted it all out. And they also announced today about Steve Round. Yeah,
3: Steve Round was at the game sitting... And they hadn't even announced him yet. It was kind of obvious. But he, everyone says that he's a really good coach. I mean, I, you know, that's... I mean, I've, I had three, four people, different people seem to know about these things, texting me saying especially brilliant, blah, blah, blah. But generally, he, you know, I, the whole thing seems quite... Like, I, I was, you know, the most interesting thing about the whole game was watching him from the stands, Arteta kind of looking...
1: Looking enigmatic. On did you watch the the video the Arsenal website put out like behind the scenes yeah, of Arteta's yeah. day yeah. when he went to the giving giving Per a hug? Yeah, and, and computer, he asked, "Do we have at... drones?" That was my favourite highlight yeah, was of him good, on the yeah. train. Re- much relieved. <coughs> Glad to see our, our season tickets aren't going up anymore to pay for Arteta's drones.
3: I don't think drones are that expensive these days.
1: No, probably not. Yeah, probably probably by several actually with your. Club-level season ticket. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, I was called a club-level wanker over the over the weekend for the first time in a long time. By Dermot? I mean, I am.
1: By Dermot? Not by Dermot,
3: no, I am. But about this Arsenal Fan TV thing. Let's get into the Arsenal Fan TV thing. So what seemed to have happened was, first of all, there was an audible chant of, of Arsenal Fantasy TV get out of our club. Was that yeah. the chant? Yeah. Then there was this melee, as I'm calling it, afterwards where, I don't know, 30, 50 people surrounded Robbie and the Arsenal Fan TV guys... Um, and it was... i felt It looked like uncomfortable to what... I wasn't there, I don't know. It just, it just looked... For me, it looked like bullying to me, and I tweeted... So I tweeted about it saying it looked, felt like bullying, um, and that, you know, if you really hate them that much, just ignore them. You, Adam, tweeted very eloquently... Shall we read out your tweet? Do you remember what you said? <laughs> Do you mind if we read out your Because it was very, it was a very sure. interesting... It was a very interesting um, observation. Here we go. You said... I find, I find it a thoroughly bizarre argument which says, I don't like a- AFTV, so I don't watch it. Others can make the same choice. Insofar as it's true, but missing the point, unless we actively campaign against it, it is taken by lots of people to be representative of fan views. It's also clearly influencing fan views. I'm not saying they're the only cause, but they feed off extremism. Lo, you end up with situations like Jaka being booed off, hate towards Hector. Is Hector hated by anyone?
2: Um, Yeah, they sort of complained about him being interested in politics, fashion. Ah, Oh, those people can fuck off, yeah.
3: They make people angrier, making the matchday experience for others much worse. And the fact they're embarrassing and feed off division isn't just bad in and of itself, it also damages the brand of Arsenal and makes players less likely to sign, now that's controversial, and less likely to stay, reinforcing our decline and helping to perpetuate it. So quite happy to criticise them. That's So you're telling me that... If a player comes to sign, like you know, I don't know Tierney in the last or whatever goes. Someone
1: goes, if you have Arsenal fans TV, Do you really want to play for them? Why I, can't, I mean, I, yeah, but I. before he answers that, <laughs> I want to tell you something. I'm dealing with someone not long retired in the game, who whose awareness and understanding of of Arsenal fans blew my mind. Oh. This is someone who has, you know, being a Premier League football footballer fairly recently, and they felt really strongly, surprised me, because I just thought you know, you've been playing Premier Football, you're in a you know, certain, you know, tier of celebrity and, and wealth. How could you possibly worry about what people on a camera are saying to you outside? Mm. And they were really aware of it and, and said, look, you know, footballers are just not immune to this kind of thing of, you know, seeing the abuse that they get. They're probably, you know, bold enough to not reply. And yes, we live in a day and age where, you know, Rebecca Vardy can blame her PR people for controlling her social media accounts. But the actual you know, t- celebrity or, or that horrible word talent themselves mm. is a- is aware of it. And so this horrible negativity that 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 has, like, come directed by, I just think, just a few of the people on the channel. And I think that's the most important thing to make. I think most people that are angry are about a couple of individuals, and I largely would defend the channel and will. Um, but it just, it really amazes me how aware some of and, the actual players okay. are aware and of the channel. And yet Troops
3: is, is best matched with Aubameyang. But uh, when, when That was quite interesting, your, your comments, Adam. Do you, do you stand by it? I know you, is it? You think it's that important an issue?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, no. I, I, so I see what you're saying, that some of my conclusions seem a bit detached from the original crime. But there's a general point of they kind of create a culture where it's deemed, like, reasonable to send abuse to footballers on their Instagram and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, clearly they do read this stuff, not just from what Josh is saying, but also from, like, Jacques disabling comments on his Instagram. Such was the level of abuse he was getting. I think when I've been on this podcast before we've discussed, like, Andy debate and Niles, like, politely responding to these people. And, yeah, like, I do think that them sort of, They love these videos where there's no nuance. And ultimately, in terms of kind of, look, they're surrounding them outside the ground, whatever, but in terms of the specific point of the chant and shouting fuck off Arsenal fan TV, like, you can't tackle their populism with some, like, nuanced discussion on a a podcast for 15 minutes. Like, in a football stadium, like, we don't sing, we love you, Arsenal, we do, apart from when you commit, you know, horrendous defensive howlers. Like, these things have to kind of, you know, be a pithy soundbite. And I think that pithy soundbite is quite effective because it's not going to hound them out the club. It's not going to censor them. It's merely going to make the point that there's a large, probably majority of people who don't agree with these people who don't agree with Arsenal Fan TV. And like, whenever I chat to people about, or not whenever, but often when I chat to people about football, they think that Arsenal Fan TV is representative of the club, or they ask me about people's videos and what I think about them. And so, like, I'm quite happy for you know us to make a stand. I'm not saying it should be like our number one chant in the stand, <laughs> but like, I think it's something. Yeah, we can chant an away game once in a while.
3: What is the? What exactly is the... Like, what do you want them to do, is my question. Not you specifically, but the people. Yeah. First of all, what I'd say about the whole social media thing, I feel that's completely different. I think people have been sending offensive messages on since social media. Won. Since 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 uh, players were, were accessible on social media. Yeah. That's to do with the accessibility of them on social media. And people were booing off players before social media existed. And Arsenal fans have been very horrible to certain players in our history. As you know, you, you, you know you've yeah. been following the team... For, um, for, for for years, so I just don't feel it's a new. I think blaming Arsenal fan TV for and for toxicity when that toxicity has absolutely been there for years and, years and years. It exacerbates the issue, but well, in that case, if it exacerbates the issue, does it or reflect the issue? Doesn't it reflect what? I mean, if fans are absolutely divided over, for example, things like Arsene Wenger in the latter years in the, in the last period. It's a reflection of that. They didn't start that. They didn't instigate yeah, but, but that. Did the
2: superstars of Arsenal fan TV, so I don't want to call them superstars. <laughs> you just are, you, know, are, you know, are not the people who are sort of making balanced comments. People shouting, Giroud, is fucking shit. You know, like, that's what
1: gets you the views. Sure, but. Is it? Is it can I ask in a different <laughs> way? Your problem doesn't seem to be a problem with the channel as a concept, it's some of the content. So are you just suggesting there should be some level of censorship? Because all I can say, and I'll, I'll come on to it, I texted Robbie after I saw it on Saturday night. The only thing, I, And I, I just have, from an entrepreneurial respect for what yep. Robbie's done, mm. I just think, unbelievable. The bloke started with a camera himself outside the stadium. So got, I believe he now employs six or eight people. I can't remember which one of the two. And so just from an entrepreneur there is incredible what he's done. And others have tried to replicate. He has tried to help others, even the Everton lads on Saturday, who there's a guy called Pete McPaugh, who I very, very vaguely know. I saw his tweets about saying how much Robbie had done to try and help them start their Toffee TV. And he has done that around you know, around the country. But maybe the only thing I would I would look to is to go, there, there seems to be very little, if any, censorship. So if you do get a situation where people are just being Absolute dog abuse in a way that I don't think they can point at TalkSport and go, you do the same. Because if you rang up TalkSport and you were effing and blinding and calling someone a C-word this, and you, you wouldn't be allowed on air. Of course, yeah. And that may sure. be, I don't know. I don't know what the he, Robbie wants to do but about censoring the, any of the content. My, I, I sense he doesn't.
3: I, I don't know what you think, Jim. My, my, my take on it is, is slightly that I, I, I thought they were, I mean... I'll be honest with you, I've only ever watched five minutes of Ask Fan mm. TV in my entire life. And that was when Robbie came on this podcast as a guest. I I had to do <laughs> he right.
1: used to come on quite regularly. Yeah, <laughs> but
3: I just don't have the time or inclination to mm. watch Idiots, with your due respect... You know, because they are amplified. The idiot, I think. I think
1: to, to take Adam's point, is a bit strongboard. I would say. think it's a
0: microcosm of the internet, full stop. Right. So okay. what you, you've got a lot of new. You've got a lot of people go on there, and mm-hmm. they've got and and they're very, you know, contextual, and they, and everything they say is very reasonable. And you've got the people that, that ultimately like the sound of their own voice. It's no different anywhere else. Yeah. I do. I, I do think there's a generational thing again it's just slightly anecdotal but I've got a teenage son he loves it right mm. so he says oh Troops is in New York X and Robbie says this Robbie says that I don't watch it yeah. and I, I, I'm a middle aged man he's a 14 he's a year old kid and, yeah. and a lot of his mates who are also fans they also watch it so I think it's like We've grown up where we kind of consume stuff a bit on, blog, you know, on blogs or and, and podcasts and this kind of stuff written content where you do have time to be a bit more you, know, you, you think about stuff, a bit, and I, they don't do that. So they they they, they watch YouTube all the time. You know, mm. they don't watch terrestrial telly. I'm sorry to tell you this, Boyd, but they just I'm aware. They, yeah, <laughs> you, you know this, I know. But my you know, my kids they just straight on the YouTube, whether it's about basketball or football or Minecraft, whatever the hell. Here's my question. That
3: they're not taking it seriously, are they? They're not sitting there going, "It's entertainment," isn't it?
0: Well, it's... I don't know. If, I, I don't know at what age you understand what the nuance is there. So I do, yeah. I, I, but I do think. Um...
3: But the, but are they're, they're they're superstars, as you put it, Adam. Are fam- have become famous by being over the top, expressing them as... Hold on. Expressing them as an extremely colourful, ludicrous... I, I just can't take it seriously. And I think I saw people... I, I had a storm I've never had, honestly, even going back to the days of Arsene Wenger. Mm. I haven't had so many people having... A... Liking why I tweeted and saying you're right. B calling me a twat and a club level yeah. wanker as I have this weekend. Honestly, it's been exhausting. I mean, I think it has become parodic how Seriously, it? and I'm obsessed yeah. people yeah. are with it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It's, well, the
0: fact we're talking about it, I know. So it deals, I think know. we have
3: to because it was. A th- it has yeah. become a thing. But to me, you're expending a fucking lot of energy on something that's just entertainment. Yeah. And to people going, oh, they're, they're they're exploiting the club, they're making money. We're all we're all fucking talking about. What what we like our our team our podcast. I mean, we haven't yeah. made any money of this podcast in ten years. But you know, if we had have done, I would have been perfectly happy about it. You can't blame them for making money out of yeah, their because business because it's venture. your choice. They're
1: not forcing right. you to watch it, and, like, and they're not standing outside the away no, end blocking like, you getting in. And, but, and
3: what uh, is certainly happening is their business model is Adam, isn't it? Is people talking about it and people and people be, and you know they. Th- Ignoring it if you really hate it, and like, people are saying to me you can't ignore things in the day in this day of social media. I don't understand why not. Of course you can. Of course can you? But block but things. But,
2: but they're influencers. That was Josh. Josh said what they've got over a million subscribers on YouTube. 1.1 million. And minute. that's yeah, that's influencing like wider fan opinions. But you is can't, it though, what, 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 how do you know? How oh, do you know people are you just... can
1: say they're not no. into because I went like I saw my uh, little family pomets for the other week. And I saw my fifteen-year-old cousin, big Arsenal fan, always wants him about Arsenal. He's genuinely. Doing a bit like Jim said, he's quoting me what Troops has said. I haven't watched it. He's telling me what Troops has said. That is, in a way, that obviously he's got his mates in the playground, some of whom will support Arsenal, others who won't. And because he doesn't go to loads of games, he doesn't have a group of mates who he talks about going to games with, his barometer <laughs> is a little bit set by people like Troops and I think DT and, and probably a few of the others who are you know, regulars or semi-regulars on there. So they are influencing but people are perfectly capable of making up their own mind, aren't they? He's must have, you know, I'm sure
3: he's, he doesn't agree blindly with every single thing Troop yeah, says. Be, I no I being 13, no I one agree, does. I didn't agree with every single thing that any pundit on TV said no. about Arsenal or any players. No. Said. It's just, I'm just saying they do have some influence. But they're not brainwashing people,
2: are they? But people are capable of making up their own mind, but like, that's a consequence of the media they consume. Like, if I read the Daily Express every day, I'd probably be concerned about Princess Diana's cause of death. <laughs> I don't, so I'm not. And like, Ultimately, if you keep on watching Arsenal fan TV, you probably are going to have opinions which are not at all nuanced. Well, what do you think, Okay, so in the end, what, what do you think should be done about it? Well, I'm hoping that them, you know, realizing there's quite a lot of negative fan sentiment, to them, for example, might end up with them moderating their tone, or for example, but do you having, actually watch or, have, it? or having a wider range of people? No, I don't watch it.
3: So how do because how do we know that that, that, that that they don't have as many people on there that are being perfectly no, reasonable they, as they, they are? the DT this,
1: and all the others. I'll defend Robbie. This is what Robbie would 100 percent saying. He is right. I would say, on average, they, he from what I see and, and what I hear him say, and he was on talks, having a really lengthy conversation with Simon Jordan about the channel and its. Top, oh, I thought he toxicity. absolutely
3: destroyed Simon Jordan on that conversation.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's about twenty videos. Probably done a game, and there are always new faces. But unashamedly, he would say, "Look, you know, DT and True, and some of the other you know uh, people that come on the channel are a lot more popular, and therefore their views are always." Um, going to be, um, you know, viewed by a lot more people. What was interesting, a few of my mates, who some of whom watch Channel, some of whom don't, were talking about it, is to say, there is something that is, is tough to deny that if you look at, like, the top, I think, top 20 videos that they've had on their channel... I think 19 were, like, immediately after defeats. There, were, there was kind of these rants that are given mm. immediately after defeats. So he can't... They, That's not they,
3: surprising, is it?
1: Not surprising, but it's kind of like... It then gives some strength to the argument, people going, oh, well, they revel in, you know, defeats. But at the bottom of the heart of it, I really think, from having known Robbie, where I honestly don't think he could have dreamt of what it became, having known him better in those days, there is a real genuine fan at heart, there is... Uh, someone who who loves the club who wishes we were with every game who really believes in kind of giving fans a a voice and and free speech I would only just wonder could there be a bit of censorship when people are being you know could cross crosses like crossing the line in terms of abuse directed and I don't care if you're a celebrity I think there's a line you shouldn't be abusing a player and their performance and telling them to F this and see that. That just did makes they, me they say that? They, I have seen me? a few clips where okay. it's been like, okay. you know, a Xhaka this and a, a few other players have been picked out for like, you know... Mm. You know what seems like, oh, too much abuse. Never from Robbie. Ne- Robbie mm. always seems incredibly well, he's, level. He's the facilitator. But that, I, just, I just think if you have no censorship at all, now that's why as I said, I don't think you can say it's exactly the same as a talk sport or any other outlet who rails in fan he opinion. But he must edit it, doesn't he? He doesn't, he
3: doesn't just pull out everything, the whole thing. Does he well, go for hours on end?
1: I don't know. No, I don't but, know. but I'm, w- I'm wondering, like I'm saying, I, I don't know. Obviously I have no insight okay. whatsoever as to what doesn't get uploaded, but I'm right. saying it looks like from what does get uploaded, that there hasn't been too much going, do you know what? It's a, it's a bit much there to sort of the abuse a certain individual seems to be My, getting.
3: We've got to move on. My, all I've, for, to conclude, I just feel like it just feels another thing to be divisive about. And I feel like if we just didn't get so worked up about them, then why, why then it's not going to get people worked up. It's like a, like a self-fulfilling process. You could argue it's me.
1: having, you know, you talk about the brand, you know, and the effects it might have on the brand or otherwise. You could argue the other way. You could go, well, you know, ours to have the biggest fan channel around the world in football that must be attracting a serious audience from abroad is actually bringing people in because they want to come to the club and go to a game and Mm. then hang around and maybe get interviewed by Arsenal Fan TV so and most That's other fans, to talk most other fans, to me, think it's a joke.
3: I
0: don't think, I've never met a fan in
3: my yeah. life who thinks it's a lot often, of, I think, a, think lot lot people watch it, a lot of people uh,
1: watch it to, to
0: have a bit of a laugh, exactly. to be honest. But, anyway, um,
1: and I think yeah. what, what I can see they have done is they are developing the content. There are shows now, there is a, a Young Gun show, I think Robbie mentioned he's starting a, a women's Arsenal football show, so that might have, you know, a positive impact mm. on, on growing awareness around it. So I think, you know, there, there are real positives um, to come out for it. It's just, I'm, I'm, I remember being at Brighton Away and talking on the podcast uh, a year and a half ago as, as Wenger came to the end of his reign and how horrifically toxic it felt just being in the away end and people genuinely having, like, fist fights about Wenger in, Wenger out. How dare you, like, sing against Wenger. The what, idea you're blaming, as an blame, away fan... Hold on. You're blaming Arsenal Fan TV for that? No, no, I'm just oh, about okay. to point. I'm right. saying that was horrible. And right. the idea of being in the away end again and having, like... A bunch of people <laughs> singing against those people over there. Yeah, and it's oh, yeah, physical. It it's dreadful. So yeah. just I let just, them do what they want to do. I, just yeah, don't get, I don't get it. I just think, you know, probably outside in the way ground when the, you know, the anger is high is not the right time. I, I don't know if Robbie has any intention of sitting down with people and li- listening to any genuine concerns they have, but I, it didn't look like the kind of people that want to have a sit down sort of chat about it. But it's going nowhere. 1.1 million subscribers, incredible. It's not going away.
3: Any, 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 you mean
1: it's not going? It, <laughs> you said it's not going.
3: It's, not, it's going nowhere. It's going. It's going uh, up. It's, it's. It's not going up. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very much sticking any around, so. around. Anyway, and fair play. Let's too. not fucking talk about Arsenal Martin any longer, um, because what? we've got a team of the decade to talk about.
1: Well, Paul Merson did his. Paul John Merson really did his.
3: Yes, Chesney, I think. Any disagreement? No. no. It's got to be shit, isn't it? um, Now, of course, in classic Paul Merson style, with all due respect to the great man, he's only picked three defenders. <laughs> Whether that's the reflection... I mean, it is a kind of slightly fair reflection on the shitness of our defence, but he's picked Sanya. I think that's fair, isn't it? Yeah. Koscielny. Yeah. kashelny statistically... I saw a statistical thing saying that he is our top performer over the decade. Like, on purely measuring...
1: Some scientific... Yeah, some yeah, occupied
3: yeah. thing. I mean, Monreal yeah, yeah. so now I would. I think we should probably throw in another. Defender. I'd go
1: Tommy Vermeilen. Tommy Vermeilen? Thomas Vermeilen would be uh, my fourth. How uh, much did he event. play
3: in the in the in this decade?
1: Yeah, I was around much, for was a bit it? of it. Okay. Um, I did um, did have it up. He was with the club until 2014. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Adam,
3: any feelings about who you would throw in?
2: I wouldn't have Vermeulen. I'd, I'd have mm. maybe have Mats Saka mm. or. Yeah. Um, I mean, given these things are basically you're not, you're not picking people in position anyway. You could have two right backs and have Hector the Rail as well.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I'd pick Hector, I think. Yeah, I'd be tempted. Well, ahead
0: of Sanya or as well
3: as
2: both. Yeah,
0: possibly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is. Weird. I mean, no I I'd idea go, like,
1: loosely it. to do something that could be a team. Yeah. No, you there could just are pick no rules.
0: Favorite players. I didn't realize you could just pick the best player at the pen. I think like, we yeah. only.
1: Have, I don't think we would have many defenders Sanya, Sanya, if we just
0: no,
2: play no. eight. Sanya played a centre back for a bit, but also if you look at the oh, midfield, yeah. Paul Merson's picked. I mean, yeah, I think you're going to read it out.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's the Formation. Like, is, it's clearly not a real team. Yeah, it's not. No, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, because so he's then got the this kind of four. He's got Özil, Ramsey. Now I'm sure. I I mean, even I, I've critical Özil. I'd have him in. The decades team, I think it's and Ramsey. I definitely have the decades team. Any, yeah, would they? wrong. No, I don't think so. Kizula? no because I'd have. Well, because is in his team, yeah. Along with Wilshire. so he's got. I wouldn't have Wilshire. I, no, I think no. Wilshire had like a couple of brilliant games, but no more than that. Come on, no brilliant games. Yeah, one, like, r- brilliant one games. phenomenal yeah. season. One and then phenomenal. phenomenal struggle one after one really yeah. good yeah. season. Yeah. One game, you know, against Barcelona, where he was, like, going to be suddenly turned into a world-class man never, but never fulfilled,
2: partly because of the injuries, but I don't feel he's, like, in the team of the decade. Adam, any... Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't have one. I'd, I'd maybe have Mikel Arteta, to be honest.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of um, being at the club for quite the performances, he's, he was in there a lot. I, for me, I, I associate him with the yeah. tedious period of the, of, of the f- football we played. Which was much
1: better than the last two years.
3: <laughs> well, barely. Um... <laughs> uh, it's up front, I feel We're going to have the most argument
1: <laughs> Robin Van Persie has to be there As much as we then don't love yeah, him Yeah, I'm fine with Van Persie Yeah, I mean, Van Persie, sure um, Now
3: he's Sanchez Yeah, you got to I would go with How long is yes. it going to
1: take For boys to mention Walcott?
3: Well, I am going to mention Walcott Okay um, Massively underrated Scored 105 goals You know Absolutely, should be in there. Here's or, of or, or was he massively overrated, Boyd? No, absolutely not. No, he was. He was, you know, unfairly abused by some Arsenal fans. But he, I associate Theo with some of our most exciting games. In fact, off the top of my head, I haven't done any research, but the games um, in the period where Theo was playing with um, Sanchez, sometimes not often enough, possibly, were some of the most exciting games of that whole period. You know, and. People forget those
0: games. People forget, and you had a lot, You know, he had a lot of injuries. But I think that's of... so that's him. That's him in a nutshell. Is that he made big impacts on yep. some games, but the bigger picture is, I mean, you know, is that he often made no impact. I mean, it was a, he was an interesting player. Like he's not. It's the same thing happening at Everton, isn't it?
2: With him. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, that's. I mean, he's, he's on the decline now. I mean, he yeah, definitely, definitely had some bad games, but I yeah. think he, he was someone who was basically burdened with kind of ridiculous expectations of expected to be, you know, the best winger. Yeah. of... as, as all, all wingers are, aren't they? I mean, and yeah, and like. You know. He was, like, somebody who was just very, very good. And if you could view him through that prism, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely pick him. And when
3: he was given the chance to play up front, I, th- I think he never let us down. I always think the, the, the games he played, you know, which was, what is his thing, wasn't it? There was that constant thing, can I play up front? And every now and then he was allowed to. And, it, and generally, he, he scored goals. Giroud. Now, he's picked Giroud. I'm sorry, I've got to pick a pick called over Giroud. I mean, you know I mean, Giroud's scoring record? I, 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 I looked up this stat. Giroud's scoring record. He played 225 games, scored 78 goals, 28 assists. It's just—I know people it's not go terrible, boy. Especially
1: given—I mean, Lacazette hold, hold up right, right, play and
3: the, the comparison. He's 0.17 goals per game, which for a striker, Lacazette's who? already on 0.36.
1: Who is 0.17? Giroud. That
3: doesn't make sense. How many goals did you say? Uh, Two hundred twenty-five games, seventy-eight goals.
1: That doesn't—that ratio is, can't be right. Well, and you know he can't be right.
3: And I know people say, I know people say, come he on, like, on <laughs> like zero point three. Yeah, I know people say, you know, he did a lot of stuff apart from scoring, and you know, but his assist record isn't great either.
1: What's so, boy, we have got to get this right. Our listeners don't want to get this right. <laughs> seventy-eight. Don't come to me for the math chat, lads. Thirty-three percent. Oh, all right. Well, zero anyway, point three three. It's it's uh, getting back in your team, Giroud.
3: <laughs> There's just no comparison. Bangley's just a much better player in every sense. What, you know, to pick. No, I wouldn't pick your roots. It. It's,
2: it's insane. Game. So, anyway, Adam? Pitch. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I still wouldn't pitch your But I, I just think we have. We've to get the maths right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a Treasury right. official, I'm okay.
1: here to. Uh... The, do you, any thoughts on the worst team of a decade? I saw a lot of people on, on Twitter trying to get the worst team of the decade. Maybe we'll put out a, a poll looking for that one. Um, I put a few, uh, a few names together that I thought. Um Yes, Santos, Jenkinson, Squillaci, El Neni Javinio, uh, Shamak, Sonogo, Park, and I had to stick another midfielder and was struggling, so I put in Miyarchi. That's probably a bit harsh because I think the guy was literally on loan for the entire spell that he was at Arsenal. What yeah. about
3: the ageing man? New defender we brought in, Silvestre? Yeah, so yeah. Silvestre be in. Potential there, yeah. shout. Surely got to be in there, and and.
1: A back injury guy um, Kim Kallstrom Kim I Kallström. could Kallström. Put in Yes Kim Kelstrom Could have made an appearance He wasn't that bad He did really play <laughs> just had seven games I mean, It's a that's bit exciting. little what, what about the yeah.
2: guy We had on loan last season Who? Uh, the guy we got on Oh yes um, last night. Oh yeah yeah uh, Dennis Suarez. Dennis, yeah. Dennis Yeah that was yeah.
3: Completely farce, wasn't it Yeah that was embarrassing
2: I'd yeah. have him in
0: there Jovino weirdly Was what, it was one who got better When he left Which is very Wenger always used yeah. to say Not many players do and no, actually, Yes um, He actually did So I don't know What that was all about Yeah Who your absolute favourite player of the decade? Of the decade, yeah. Um, Oh my god. Uh, Well, I did love, I did love Sanchez's work rate and just the fact he used to lift the team up by his bootstraps. And and I just thought he came in at the time when the team didn't really have that kind of energy, and he and he and he definitely had it. Um, but can we pick like Fabregas at the very beginning of the decade? I don't well, know, it's it? Fabregas' issue, yeah, because he yeah.
3: was at the beginning, wasn't he? Yeah, but his final season wasn't great. He had loads of injuries, didn't he? I think,
0: yeah. do you know? But overall, I'd say someone like Ramsey probably sums up the team in a better way than all than than, than those guys. Just for lots of different reasons. I, I always, I, I really did like Ramsey a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I also would have chosen Ramsey, but I'd also give a big shout out to Sanya and also to. Like Meza Ozil, like ultimately, I know that people don't like him, but mm. when he was signed, we hadn't won a trophy in eight years. Mm. and We went and won three trophies oh. in four years, and yeah, challenged for the league title. Like, um, whatever your views on him now, I think that is like something we shouldn't get yeah. as a Oh, you, I mean, the sign, it was one of the most exciting signings, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, in the early days. Like, Kazola, sign- yeah, because oh, I love Kazola.
3: Mm. Um, thingy, um, always says he's overrated, doesn't he? Alan, Alan Algar always says he's. Um, but that's there's a
1: few of them one, there's a few of them there's a few of them I'd, I'd have probably gone Sanchez I think I'm with you mm. yeah, just turning too. up and thinking here is a player who can win us the game today who could produce something out of nothing more than and that was the season where he scored like 30 decade. goals
3: wasn't there from you know mm. from from wide he
1: was out. he was
3: out. like now there's, those are those players aren't they who are kind of wide players that are wide forwards that are scoring loads of goals he was our one of those at least for a couple of seasons and then subsequent happened to it. it's just mystifying isn't it?
1: I did see a lot of people trying to put up what was the Arsenal team of the 2000s against this team and gosh you would. Uh, it might be a mismatch akin to the Man City Arsenal game from, from last week if you had to face those two teams but alas let's hope for more from the 2020s Boyd yes Now, um, talking of which we, we can go up to a couple of games and then we've got our first game of 2020 is, is Man United isn't it but we've got okay. Bournemouth first got to talk about on Boxing we've Day.
3: have a lot of predictions to do. I'm sorry. Four games. <laughs> Four
1: games before we pod next.
3: I mean, they are completely pointless, but it is a tradition going back eight, nine years. So how long have we been doing this fucking podcast? I think
1: it? you've been doing it eight.
3: Yeah, I think it's been eight. Um, it's, been a long, it's been a long trail, Adam. Um, our, the first game, Bournemouth away, on Boxing Day. Arteta's first game yeah, I'm so excited in the dugout. By this team news, mainly. What do you think is going to happen? Adam? On Amazon Prime. It's impossible to sell On Amazon Prime, yeah. I think we're going to win. Yeah. 2-0 like it. Yeah, Jim? well,
0: this, mis- mis- this miserable sod has drunk the Arteta Kool-Aid, at least for that game. I think we're going to win that as well. I don't know what the score is. Do I have to say the actual score? Of course. Two- well, obviously we'll let a goal in.
1: Yeah. 2-1. OK. I'd take a 1-0 draw. 1-0 draw. Boyd? Uh, I'd say 2-1 as well. Wow. Very positive uh, yeah. belief in Arteta.
3: Yeah. Then Arsenal-Chelsea the on Sunday. That's tough, isn't it? Chelsea are like did really brilliantly Terrific. against Spurs. Terrific. But they were a bit shit in the previous couple of games. What do you reckon, Adam?
2: I think we're going to win again. Do Why you? not? Like Might it. be the Prosecco. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Are we thank you to for Jim for the Prosecco. Yes, yeah, thank you yeah. to Jim for
2: the Prosecco. You're welcome. 2-1. Uh, Jim?
0: Uh, no, I think I'd draw. I think it's going to be a draw. Yeah. Maybe 1-0. I,
3: mean, I think 2-2 two, two, draw.
1: Josh, 1-0. I think we'll draw that one.
3: And finally, before we come back, when are we, so we're going to be back on. Um, we'll be back because well, we're playing Leeds United I've got, I've got on the Monday games, the sixth. Oh.
1: We'll be back on Tuesday the seventh. I think we'll beat Manchester United. I think I think I w- I'm hoping for five points from these Please, three Premier God, League games. Let's I'll beat tell Manchester you. United. Uh, yeah, I think a, a two-one win against Manchester United.
0: I'm going to say two-one as well.
2: I think a draw,
0: one-all. Mm. Yeah. I think they're a funny side because they seem to go to the level of the team they're up against. So um,
1: they have got much better results against better teams. Yeah. I'd so
0: say, yeah. Um, uh, oh god, what am I going to say for this one? Yeah, I'm going to say in a. F- you know, I think we're going to nick a win. Nick a win. One one nil. Can that even be possible? Yeah.
3: Mm, okay. Well, barely. Barely. One nil. mean he's going to tighten up the defence that that much between now and then?
1: Um, and then we face Leeds United yeah. in the in the FA Cup which is uh, the last game before we've come back to, to doing podcasting, there's going to be a lot of Leeds United fans in the stadium. So I think not only have they got, I think, the 9,000, mm. and then if um, if people I know from Leeds are anything to go by who have been asking around for tickets in the Arsenal end, I think it's going to be one of those nights where uh, there's a lot of um, fans leaping up if they, if they do get a goal. Alas. And what's going to happen? It was all very well... I think, well, <laughs> we obviously don't having a Carowak Cup. The league is going to be the league this year. I, I would like to think we're going to give the FA Cup a, a real go and put out a strong team and, uh, and squeak by again. Sort of 2 1 Arsenal.
2: I hate I mean, making predictions in the cups without any yeah, team news. Um, I mean, that's, that's my big caveat. Uh, I mean, we should beat Leeds. We're better than Leeds. Yeah. Two, 3 1. I'm, I thought 3 1 as well. This is a preposterous place of time, Jim, but what do you think?
0: Win uh, Henri off the bench.
1: <laughs> yes. There's also the argument going Well it's not Leeds it's priority I mean they are f- doing really well in the championship yeah. Hell do they need to get back into the Premier League uh, You know, Might not be the worst sure. For them to put in a credible performance And uh, concentrate back on the league
3: Well all I can say is um, It's been a glorious decade um, Thanks to Josh for to all you, your boys. help Thanks to Leon for um, letting us Drone on for hours um, The engineer Etc Thank you to Adam. Thank you for Jim Eastlower. And um, yeah, we'll be back.
1: Back in 2020.
3: Back in 2020. And apologies for my maths. I mean, I don't know. Who knows how it works? No, it's definitely 2020. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Correct. I've got that right. Thanks. (laughs) Bye.
2: This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.